This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. All right. Today we're going to be talking about Predator Two. That's my my Predator. Starring score. Danny Glover, Bill Paxton, Gary Busey, uh, the chick's name that Alex likes to say, Maria Conchita Alonso. <laughs> there you go. Do do the the Spanish pronunciation for Ruben Blades. Yeah. Ruben Blades. Uh, yeah. His no his, his name has the accent over the E. Blades. <laughs> Ruben Blades. I, I, I meant I meant the, the Ruben. Ruben. Blades is just I'm pretty sure that's not his given name. <laughs> Gonna go out on a limb here. Is he Richard's brother? No. Oh. The DJ? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. All right. This came out in what, 1990, directed by Stephen Hopkins, written by Jim Thomas, John Thomas, which I guess are the Predator creators. I don't know what that means, but they also wrote it. Huh. Anyway, we picked this because we, th- we think it's an underrated sequel, or at least some of us do. Um, I definitely <laughs> do after after just watching it. Okay. So good. Uh, so good. Anything you want to talk about before we go into our lists? Uh, nah. <laughs> Scott, I thought I had something. <laughs> uh, just uh, it. It's we'll get to it later about how we would rate it as a sequel, but I, I do like how many callbacks they have to the first movie, uh, and some other weird stuff going on here. Um, that, that isn't on my list. Um, sorry if I step on any twos here, but there, there's kind of this weird Robo, RoboCop vibe that the movie has, at least toward the beginning, uh, where it's kind of a dystopian future um, in battle, battle-torn Los Angeles, where the the gangs have kind of taken over in 1997. <laughs> this is seven years in the future from 1990, by the way. <laughs> the future. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of weird dystopian vibe going toward it, uh, that, that I thought was kind of an interesting idea. And it makes me wonder like what was actually going on in the world of the first predator, but I guess we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my number six. So I'll elaborate a little bit more after this. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Actually, no, now that I'm looking at my list, that's, well, shit. <laughs> I just, just stayed on the point of my list. I, uh, I'm not feeling well. All right, and the it's, only thing it's, too, it's predator weather out there, everybody. By the way, right now in California, Jeebus oh, yeah. H. I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, Satan's bottle out here. Right? <laughs> Scientifically, the hottest place in the universe. Don't know. Never tried to fuck the devil. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Don't. I'm I'm just saying that the, the the surface of the sun is probably just a little bit warmer than than it is right here. 
Just saying. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> the sun, that's the hottest place on Earth. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so my two cents for Predator 2, uh, no pun intended, is that I remember having a sleepover at my, my parents' house because I was a kid. And this is one of the movies that we got, and we loved it. We loved it so much that we know it was one of those where we had the we watched a bunch of movies, and then we had to put up the tent in my parents' backyard and slept out there. And like, well, we slept. We didn't even sleep. We just goofballed or whatever the hell we did, and then went back in and watched the movie again, like at four o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> remember liking it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So let's get into it. Um, number seven, uh, Scott. Okay. Yes, his pick. Uh, my number seven is Bill Paxton in this movie. Oh, um, damn. He's not my number five. Okay. Higher on the list. I don't... I, I've given this a fair amount of thought, and I don't even know if I like or dislike him in this movie. I just know that it's it's a really weird role for him, because he's kind of playing the, the typical cocky asshole that he, that he did in this time period of his career, at any rate. And uh, so he's playing that up, but at the yeah. same time he's he's one of the good guys, um, and uh, later in the movie makes a rather heroic stand. Uh, but more than anything, uh, something I didn't like was just all the horrible dialogue they gave him, where he was supposed to be funny and a slime at the same time, and none of it ever really jived together. Um, so I yeah, think- it was just a weird, weird performance role for him. I think they were trying to remember in Predator One where they had that jokey character, except that he had like a, a little bit of charm and stuff. Shane Maybe the one that was Shane telling Black. all the jokes. That was Shane Black. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> duh, Shane Black. I think he was. Maybe they were trying to maybe do uh, Bill Paxton's character like that because he did say a couple of jokes and stuff. He was being way more slimeballish about it. Of course, this seems to be like the precursor to the car salesman character from True Lies. It's possible. But, um, yeah, I love Paxton. I, lo- I forgot that he was in this movie completely. And then I saw him in that <laughs> ridiculous yellow suit that was way too big with the shoulder pads. And it's so hot in this movie in Los Angeles that even through his yep. super thick 80s coat, he's got some giant pit stains going. Jeebus age, drink some water, guy. And he was way too skinny for that suit. I think that was the first time I noticed. It's probably the first time I've watched it in HD. And I definitely noticed that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, there's no AC anywhere. Yeah. It's way hotter than balls. And you didn't like his joke about having semen piss and shit in his underwear? Not yes, really. I'm going <laughs> to need a semen sample, a piss sample, and a stool sample. He's like, Doug, why did I save you the trouble? Just give me my underwear right now. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Yeah, it's Paxson uh, delivering it. It, was, it made, me, made me chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly gross, so they they got that. Mm-hmm. Plus, right. he got his balls grabbed by Maria Conchita Alonso. Because <laughs> he didn't say please. All right. <laughs> um, my number seven is just a stupid... I mean, it, it's when Danny Glover's in the... I guess he's in the truck when they're watching um, Gary Busey and the guys go into the meat locker or whatever and everything's going to hell. This is pretty much mimicking that scene from Aliens with Ripley in the tank with Gorman. Oh, dude, <laughs> shut up. That's my number three. Okay. Oh, that's not my. That's not it. But it's when he leaves and he opens <laughs> right before he closes the door and he goes, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And go I think fucking it, yourself. I think it came from 
Danny Glover where you know you see it's like go spit and all this stuff go from spit. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Making up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, go fuck yourself. It made me laugh. So that's number seven. Scott. Alex. All right. Alex. Damn it. My number <laughs> my number seven is actually the one thing that I don't like about this movie is that they made the predator a bit too they made him too jokey. They have that, like, how would you know this? They have that scene, like, towards the end of the slaughterhouse scene where Danny Glover unmasks him and he's about to say, you are one ugly, and then he finishes the line, motherfucker. And then right after that, when he's hanging off the building, he's like, well, it's your move now. And the alien goes close up on his face again, which, by the way, creature effects are amazing. We'll get to that later. But he just goes, oh, shit happens. I'm like, "Ah, dude, really? It's just... Yeah, I I agree. That's a bit much. It would have been better if he just kept repeating that. Do you want, want some, some candy? candy? Yeah. yeah. Want oh, some candy? Dude. That would have been that creepy. Was, we'll get <laughs> to that later, too, but yeah. Yeah, just, they made the Predator a bit too jokey. I'm like, eh. That, I think that's my only negative about this movie, though. Everything else is fantastic. So, not bad. All right. Mm. Um, Scott, number six. Okay. Number six is... Uh, Going back to the, uh, uh, there was a lot of it was a rehash of the first movie, but Alan Silvestri's score here in the movie, yeah, um, he he had some new things in, especially for the Jamaicans, which I might have more to say about later. But uh, <laughs> screw face, screw face, man. Uh, oh, wrong movie. Oh, uh, uh, whoops. Uh, so yeah, the the score here is good. It's it's great in the first movie. It's great here. Um, a lot of. Uh, it's kind of a uh, military feel to it at times. Like part that the my friend dad song is the kind of reminiscent of Taps, and uh, uh, it it hits all the, the right notes. Has that kind of a tense. Um, it hits all the horns with the uh, the with the high notes um, and the. Action's really um, at its apex. Uh, so, yeah, just a good score here, even if it is a rehash. Yeah, there's enough different about it that I like it to go. It goes along well with the whole vibe of the movie. Yeah, the, the very opinion. end is the only time they play the main theme, though, right? Or do they play it throughout? Because I only notice it at the very end. The. Oh, that part is, yeah, that's only at the end, I think. But, like, the rest of it, like, with the. Like the tense violins stuff, which is kind of the the, the main part of it, is throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when he goes to visit the grave, they play the same song that uh, Bill Duke during Bill Duke's soliloquy <laughs> in the first movie. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, my number six is it's t- toward the very beginning when they're having the big gang fight, <laughs> and the guys. Go inside, and there's a mound of cocaine, and the guy just grabs a handful of it and just snorts it out of his hand. <laughs> Damn it, oh, this good. is my number four. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that when I saw that. I literally just spit take <laughs> my beer. <I> like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's a isn't that there's a speed ball? That's not a speed ball, but it's a coke ball, I guess. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> just eight ball. He just does a whole eight ball by himself. <laughs> So number six, Vista Coke. Alex. Fisty Coke. My number six is, in general, just the over-the-top setting. 
Scott mentioned a little bit earlier, dystopian future and whatnot. But then they have the scene where the Jamaicans go into this rich dude's house that's uh, banging a very big titty blonde, like you do, you know, in the 90s, early 90s. But that whole apartment is ridiculous. It's all Aztec-themed and everything, and then the Jamaicans come in, and the leader has these solid gold pants on with solid gold guns, and all their costumes are very elaborate. I loved it. <laughs> Give the movie such a good character. It's like, oh shit, no wonder the gangs are ruling the streets. Look at them. Yeah. Yep. Everything's over the top. The reporting, the the reporter show. I forget that one guy's. Uh, Martin, Martin Downey Jr. is a. It's he gives, Robert he, Downey Jr. Thank you. Oh, sorry. He gives uh, he gives 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 good slime, as they say in the in the biz. Yeah, and his show is called Hardcore Reporting, Hardcore Something, Hardcore Media. It's like that's not what I get when I search Google, but. Yeah. <laughs> I think those news break-ins is kind of what. I think gave the robot cut, Robocop feel that uh, Scott mentioned earlier. That's that's, that's a big it. part of it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Plus, it's also like, yeah, part of that setting is also uh, that this movie borrows, a.k.a. steals a lot from other movies because that slime ball stick, I mean, it's pretty much uh, dickless from Die Hard. Yeah. Right? And yeah, saw, that's, that's um, definitely not a new concept for a character, yeah. yeah. What's his face? The chief from uh, this isn't like a for a split second there. I thought this was a Dick Donner movie because I saw the 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 chief, the blonde yeah. chief, the captain. Yeah, I'm like, oh, then I'm gonna see the other lady. That's always like the psychiatrist uh, from yeah. Lethal Weapon. But nope, it was oh, just him. Yeah, and Danny Glover. So yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, and Danny Glover. Yeah. One thing in our Morton Downey Jr. I just remember him from. Uh, WrestleMania <laughs> early, it's like three or four, maybe five. He had Piper's pit in the ring, and he kept blowing smoke in Piper's face. And then he just shot him with a fire extinguisher and beat the crap out of him. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that I know for those two things. I know from this movie and <laughs> and one of the WrestleManias. Didn't he have a talk show that it was like a a precursor to to Maury or Jerry Springer or something like that? Maybe um, like a talk show where he was just because I've seen clips before. Where he was just sounds, screaming sounds in some right. of the yeah. guys' face and everything. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, was... number six over the top setting for this movie is amazing. I love it. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it was <laughs> the thing that I said it wasn't on my list, but actually it was uh, the dystopian future, all of the RoboCop stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other big thing besides like kind of the news cut in is the the movie starts and there's like open war in the streets of Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> that goes uh, along with my number four. So uh, yeah, that, that, that just ties in together. Um, and I, I like that they kind of took it in that direction. 1997 yep. when Mexicans and Jamaicans ruled the earth. Yes. Yeah. That's what was happening. And this is my number five as well. <laughs> I... So it said 1997, and I was like, wait, is that present? I forgot this takes place in the future. I'm like, I know this movie was in the 90s, but I didn't think it was that late. Because like I said, I remember before Sleepover, and I wasn't having sleepovers when I was in college. So what the hell? Then I found out. It's like, holy crap. They thought the LA was going to fall apart that bad in seven years. So The writers must have been Republicans. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Mexicans yeah. are the... 
the I was blacks are going to take thing. over the city. Yeah, like these writers had like some yeah. issues. Like, oh, the Browns are coming. <laughs> this yeah. is what's going to happen. <laughs> we need George Bush Jr. to save us. And then the... Uh, yeah, first, first it's the Mexicans, and then it's the Jamaicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was a string back then. I mean, with this and, uh, what was it, Hard to Kill? Were the ones where the Jamaican street gangs were the ones... Was that a thing? Was that ever, like, really a thing? With Jamaicans? I don't know. I seriously doubt it. <laughs> I'm sure there have been at some point Jamaican criminal, criminals Crimical that have criminals. made their way. Comical crim- criminals or criminals. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I know this is your your, uh, your number five, Scott, but just one thing I want to add. I just like the futuristic guns. In like seven years, we were going to have these crazy looking guns. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. It's cool, too. <laughs> like, what? Like, have guns changed in the past 20 years? 30 years? I'm not if a you gun ask guy. the NRA, they'd say yes. Yeah, I'm not a gun guy, so I don't know. But, I mean, everything always seems but the same. They really have. I mean, do you still have to put the powder in the thing and uh, put the stick down to pack it all in is that a thing yeah <laughs> they're not muskets yeah oh, you have to do it under a minute no? too. <laughs> yeah the minute mission <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know it's, it's like so like, what, what's what are the guns you always see the most it's always like the uh, um like the m16s right glocks uh, you saw glocks and those like those always well. look the same so m16s handguns handguns i don't know I mean, handguns are all over the place, so that's kind of hard to pick down. But yeah, always, Glocks we see the M16s. The M9s, the Berettas, the Glocks for a while. Uh, the Desert Eagle. Alex, I, I, I'm going to say you have no idea what you're talking about here. This, this isn't sports. These are guns. I'm American. I, I know what I'm, I'm talking sure about. I'm sure all those movies have popped all, – all those, all those guns have popped up in movies, but, like, <laughs> that wasn't uh, – anyway. <laughs> Story of my life. It's going to be on my tombstone. Eh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, anything to add, Scott? I know you kind of hijacked nope. your thread. That's fine. Okay. All right. Um, I'm done with my five, too, then. Uh, Alex? Uh, my number five is Paxton, just in general. And just a quick thing to add, I love that scene where he does do the self-sacrifice. He tells Maria Conchita Alonso to uh, evacuate the rest of the train. But like it, I, I thought this was a little bit out of place, where he just has is like, oh, he empties his clip, and for some reason he can only hit the uh, shoulder guards of the of the predator. Yeah, wait, let's talk about that because I thought he was wearing some kind of armor, but then yeah, later on when Danny Glover shoots him, no, he's yeah, only his shoulders. So who's he? What the hell? Maybe yeah, when he's was, invisible, he has a force field around him too. Oh, yeah, that yeah, I didn't get that. Those should have been doing something to him. Yeah, he's like hitting him dead on. So but I guess no, the idea was that he's missing or something. I don't know. Yeah, or that he's just indestructible. But Wait, yeah, he just kept hitting the shoulder pads, as the uh, VFX told me. So maybe he's not that good a shot. But anyways, after all that, all he has left is a golf ball in his hand because he's a douche. <laughs> he throws that. Come on. And then where did he summon the machete from? Oh, one of the gangsters had it. Man, <laughs> they picked the wrong subway train to try and rob. Everybody, undercover cops on that train. That was kind of hilarious. But were they undercover yeah. cops, or were they just that's the state of affairs now in Los Angeles? It's the state of affairs. Yeah. Also, I did and like Los that, Angeles has a subway. 
Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the subway had become popular in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speed. Yeah, That's huh? true. I mean, Los Angeles does have a subway. I'm just, I've yeah. ridden on it, like, the busiest time possible, and there still was, weren't that many people on it. Oh. Where does it go? I've never been on it. I mean, I've been on the trains, but uh, in the metro, but never the actual it subway. Goes, it goes through downtown. I guess that makes sense. That's downtown and some of the other parts like near downtown. All right. Anyways, yeah, Paxton, number five. All right, Scott, number four. All right. My number four is the evil Jamaicans. <laughs> uh, it's like one of my favorite things in movies and only it's only happened a couple times, a few times. Uh, but just the, the whole culture and the King Willie is throwing the bones around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Um, Screwface, yeah, Screwface, and he pulls out the the cool uh, cane cane sword, um, and now ivory snake at the yeah. hilt. Oh, so cool! And like, I did like costumes design is amazing in this yeah. movie. Anyways, and I did like that he has like the sort of like truce with Danny Glover because Danny Glover is after this thing that 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 he knows is is bigger than, or he's slowly starting to figure out that it's bigger than. Like just some gang war or something like that. So he has the the mini truce to go talk to the guy, and like two seconds later, the <laughs> the predator shows up and murders him. Yeah. But uh, which which is interesting too, because he was like falling around Danny Glover basically, mm-hmm. knowing that that's where the or the, these cops anyways, because knowing that's where the prime violence was going to be. I'll have more to talk about that. Yes, evil Jamaicans. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my turn, right? Yes. All right. My number four. You guys have kind of talked about it, but I just a classic cast. I mean, when this thing's there is no star in this. Danny Glover is close, but how many movies did he really lead? Like this and oh, that's true. Pure luck. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been Martin Short more than him. I don't know. So yeah. I like the fact that oh, hey, it's 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 you know Mel Gibson's sidekick. And it's the chief, the stupid chief, and it's that that Mexican chick from the Arnold movie, and it's that Mexican guy that's in everything. Like I just, <laughs> and then Bill Paxton, and Bill Paxton, and Gary Busey. It's just Adam awesome. Baldwin, and who? Adam Baldwin, yeah, and Adam Baldwin, yeah, exactly. It's every, yeah. it's that guy, and I guarantee you, most people are like, it's that guy, and it's that guy. Remember that movie with that guy and the other guy, and that guy and the girl. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure one of the uh, the. The thugs in the subway scene too was Grandel Bush. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Was, he was she one half. Gran, she had a Grandel Bush. He's uh, one half of Johnson Johnson from. Uh, uh, oh, Die Hard. Yeah, because he was Robert Dobby, who was also yeah, in this movie. He was also yeah. in this movie. <laughs> exactly. Damn. For a split second there, I thought Danny Glover's uh, one of the partners, the. I guess he was the Mexican dude. For a split second, I thought he was John Favreau. Am I crazy? Like a, a young, skinny John Favreau? Ruben Blades? Yeah. Well, yes, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was like, wait a minute, is that? No. no. I had to do a double take, but. Eh. Was the captain or whatever, the guy that was kind of on his side, was he anybody? You know what? Uh, I don't remember him, yeah, from anything else. Yeah, he was oh. the one guy I couldn't like. I don't know who that guy is. I was so, expecting so, it to be John C. McGinley or something, but <laughs> or Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
So I'm looking at the uh, cast here, and it says uh, El Elpidia Carrillo, um, who who plays the the girl in First Predators in this, or she's credited, but I don't know. I do not remember her in this. I knew to I. Huh. Was she the old lady that says he's in the bathroom? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe she's yeah. I don't know. Somebody in the background, somebody on the subway. Maybe she got cut. Maybe her her scenes got cut. Or, yeah, because didn't don't they have a thing where they have they show Danny Glover footage of some stuff and that she's in an interrogation room? Am I crazy? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that yeah. was it. So, Borrowing uh, from a Terminator. Hmm? Well, yes, but for other reasons. Oh, okay. So borrowing from a Terminator when they have Sarah Connor in the thing. Sarah Connor. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I think that's where it's from. All right, go next, whoever it is. I'm lost. Uh, my number four is, in general, this movie just starts out really strong. Gang war and everything. Everybody's the, the police are inept and they can't do their jobs and all the criminals are running rampant with their awesome guns and cool costumes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the dude <laughs> grabbing a bunch of coke with his fist, snorting it, and then he rubs a bunch of it on his shoulder for some reason. <laughs> then the gang boss has this cool, like, looking container that's golden and it's full of snakes and shit with rubies, and <laughs> he just opens that up and he starts snorting a bunch of coke, too. Then he's got a big milk mustache. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just awesome. It's pretty good. The one thing, when Danny Glover uh, takes the car door off and he's driving while he's hanging out, how in the hell is he holding on to the steering wheel and not making the car just do a left turn? I don't know. <laughs> you, see what, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, <laughs> he'd be yanking that thing to the left. I don't know. I was like, yeah, he probably compensated. I don't know how you uh-huh. do that. If you're balanced, you're using that to hold on, like. Seems impossible, but I guess this movie Danny. has a predator in it, so I should shut up and not worry yeah. about things. Danny like Glover, man, yeah, it's awesome. If you want to be Danny Glover, you gotta <laughs> get with Fresh Prince. <laughs> gotta there get go. with Fresh Prince. <laughs> but yeah, this movie starts out really strong. You know what you're in for in the first like ten minutes of this movie. So yeah, my number four. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Okay, number three is. Uh, they never give it a direct name, but so I'm calling it the Glaive. But basically, the the Glaive, the Glaive, which means the glove, Danny Glover. Yeah. Uh, Glaive incidentally was the the name of the weapon from Curl. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's why I, th- I named it this. But yeah, the the weapon that uh, the Predator throws at one point, which cuts oh, so cool. spoilers. Which cuts a bunch of beef in half and something else, and then uh, <laughs> I'm more uh, to say about this. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Danny Glover picks it up, and it's like his only weapon as he as he battles against the. Uh, the would you say, would you say that different. weapon is lethal? Yes, uh. I would. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> the glaive. It's cool looking. It's a cool concept for a weapon. That's uh, so cool. It's way better than the, the compact disc that the guy from My Come in Peace used to murder people. <laughs> Man, I might switch it up and do I Come in Peace instead. 
please don't. Please don't. <laughs> uh, so but yeah, so so the the cool the glaive weapon. So you get through two movies. Um, so the in the first Predator, uh, he's got the the laser triangulation thing, which is pretty futuristic slash alien mm-hmm. in nature. Um, and he has like kind of the 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 rocket things that he shoots out, which is the same deal. But yeah. otherwise, it's pretty pretty low tech what he's doing. Um, and this one, um, same thing. He does that stuff. But this is like really the first thing that he pulls out where it's like, okay, that's definitely some alien shit there. Yeah. Besides uh, the whole uh, camouflage thing. I have more to say about this, but yeah, I agree. So the glaze. So cool. <laughs> Duke Glaive. <laughs> Never gonna get that out of my head. Um, all Thanks, right. Jeff. You're welcome. My number three is um, this is one thing I always hate in a movie when he's on the building and he gets he reaches to the sky with his whatever the hell and he gets the lightning hits. Oh, him. that's stupid too. Yeah, that's like the one thing I was like, Ugh, what the hell? So I, I, that's. Even I haven't seen this movie in a while. I was like, oh, I remember this, and this is going to suck. And it still sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Shouldn't he be, yeah, shouldn't he be dead? Yeah. <laughs> or at least injured. What the hell is it? Just, yeah. Random lightning bolt in L.A. hitting him. There you go. Lightning bolt. I bet it was because, yeah, I don't know. We got like $200 left in the special effects budget. <laughs> lightning bolt, you know. Yeah, that is weird. They set up the whole movie that there's this heat wave going on. And all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. there is dry lightning. I mean, it's a thing, but yeah, it's well, it's like in Blade it's Runner stupid. how the whole movie's raining. But I guess it's way in the future, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It only rains way in 2007? the future. Two thousand and seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> way in the future. Oh, I can't wait for that movie. But anyways, or two thousand seventeen. Fuck, man. All right, that's it. Yeah, that was me. So Scott, number three. Or Alex, number three, sorry. My number three is just the whole slaughterhouse scene was awesome. Gary Busey at his best. It was was straight up ripped off from Aliens with uh, Danny Glover taking Ripley's place. Get her out of there! (laughs) Let's see the lights! (laughs) They're shooting the lights. Yeah. (laughs) That was my best Danny Glover, by the way. But anyways... (laughs) Yeah, straight up, it's it's still pretty scary, and I like that the guys are so confident. He's like, "Hey, he can only see in this one spectrum of light." Oh yeah, motherfucker, and he just boop, goes through his <laughs> all of his uh, ray bands to get the right one. And I like that he can't straight up just see everybody. He just picks the spectrum of light. There's like, okay, now I can see their lights and where they're coming from. But everybody's a stupid chief, da- Gary Busey, and. Uh, Adam Baldwin's like, yeah, he's circling around you. He can see you. He can see your lights. And they're like, what do you get out of here? You're going to ruin everything. Yeah. When Danny Glover jumps on the telescope, he's like, who is this? Get out of here. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Ugh, stop making sense. <laughs> no shit, lady. Is something I'm ordering a pizza? Um. <laughs> the other thing I love about this is <laughs> Danny Glover goes into the back of his trunk and he, for 10 minutes he starts loading up on weapons. It reminded me of Nordberg from, what, a Naked Gun 2? <laughs> Where he starts building... I was thinking more Tackleberry from the Police Academy movies, but okay. Yama, 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 yama. No, man, I'm hungry. Yeah. 
But yeah, Slaughterhouse Seed. It's strong. Cool, yeah, and they, it, that's where he shows off the, the glaive and uh, jumps down. And then <laughs> they all form up in a perfect circle where you could just dive in and, you know, surprise everybody. Yeah, their plan is stupid. Okay, so even if, you know, they're, they say they're sure, he can only see um, infrared. But he's not deaf, and they're making all sorts of noise. Like, I don't know what they're They're knocking was. stuff around, yeah. Yeah, like... Also, they say that they they flooded the the packing house with uh, radioactive particles. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I'm <laughs> guessing uh, that it's not not healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, they only have to worry about a couple years down the line, but for now, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. they don't have cancer now. Well, Danny Glover does. He's the only one that made it out of their lives. Spoiler alert. Oh. Anyways, all right, Scott number two. Number two is they, especially how they expand upon the predator lore and tech. Yeah. So I I mentioned the, the glaive specifically, but just just more in general, um, you learn more about like the predator rules here, uh, like, or I, I don't know if it's so much rules as more like just a code that they're supposed to follow while they're hunting. Um, and I, even after two movies, I still don't know whether it's a dick move to blow themselves up after they've been defeated. I mean, it definitely is a dick move. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I don't know if that's against their code or whatnot. Uh, well, clearly it isn't since it was going to happen in this movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but like, but like he goes to like when he's hanging from the hanging off of him off the building, he goes to blow himself up. Uh, like it's kind of a shitty thing to do if you're hunting to just uh, it's just bad, bad sportsmanship is what I'm saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> dirty pool, predator. Yeah. yeah but uh, <laughs> it did like, like you, you learned some more of the rules here, like how. They're not allowed to kill pregnant or people that are gonna, you know, produce spawn. I guess of yeah. the <laughs> the creatures that they're hunting. Um, you learn that. You learn that. Uh, basically, like only one hunt is allowed at a time, at least within a certain area, because those other predators that show up would have. There's no reason for them. No reason why they couldn't have, uh, like, completely murdered Danny Glover there. But they they acknowledge that he. Uh, that he won the hunt or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, so that was that was cool. Um, and how that there, there's other predators around watching everything that's going down. Uh, so so that was cool. Some of the tech, like how he he helps triage himself, where he mixes up the uh, whatever goop, the tiles. Yeah, with the tiles, melts them, puts them on there, and screams out in pain. That whole, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, he leaves the kid alone because it can't fight back. It's got uh, a plastic we, gun. Yeah, even though the kid's annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I just like how uh, they kind of expand upon that a little bit uh, without going full-blown with, like, here's the, here's the history of the aliens. That scene where he's in the bathroom patching himself up, did you guys think about Terminator? I, it always reminds me of the Terminator 1 scene where he's cutting his eyeball out. Yeah, uh, a little bit. And then uh, you mentioned the, the nuke. There's they sh- Busey tells the line where he's pretty much telling the story about Arnold and this gang, and he set off a nuke that set off uh, a size of, I don't know, it was like 50 square That's blocks like, or something like, like that. Square, like city bikes. like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, man, Arnold really jumped past that thing. That's all I can say. Well, he was hiding behind a log, too, so... Yeah. <laughs> Like five would have been a better number. 
<laughs> and just as like dire, <laughs> like enough to know that there was no escaping it, you know. Um, all right, uh, my number two is uh, just going back to the meat house scene, which we've already talked about. I just the one thing I want to add is uh, everything like we talked about from aliens, but when he does throw the the glaive. <laughs> and he cuts Busey, was it Busey in half? Whoever it is yeah. in half, and just it that Busey. bucket of blood just falls. Oh, to the that floor. was so cool! <laughs> That's blood. the best thing ever. And it's not even blood. I mean, it's just well, it comes thick... it actually comes from the from the beef. It doesn't actually come from Busey. You sure? Yeah, it comes from Busey. Yeah. Watch it again. Watch it again. I think it it's actually coming from the stack of beef in front of Busey. No, no, because the, the, beefs... the yeah they didn't bleed and they were all frozen because yeah. they're in a slaughterhouse. Beef doesn't just have blood in it like that. Like it's uh-huh. Busey's. It's just a bad special effect. It was. It was Busey. It is Busey. I have to watch it again. I could have sworn it just had a beef. blood bag there, but it was. It was like yeah. thick, beefy. It was. Just... It's awesome. Cracks me up. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, same as Scott's. Just the Predator in general, the expanding on the history and their uh, hunting code, as you say, and that there's you know more than one. They all look different. The the, I mean, the close-up of the Predator was, you know, ridiculous and unnecessary. But it was cool that you got to see the mask up close. Why was it ridiculous and unnecessary? Well, because you said, oh, motherfucker, and shit happened. Oh. It was undercut by that part. But okay. other than that, really good creature effects once again. It's creepy looking. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Danny Glover calls it a, a vagina face. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott, number one. Number one is basically the the final sequence, the the chase through the city, where the the hunted or the hunter yeah, the hunted becomes the hunter, and uh, Danny Glover flips the switch and starts chasing after the the predator. Um, ultimately. Uh, to, to becoming, as spoilers, as Alex said, uh, the last man standing. I absolutely love the shot um, at the very end when he's uh, standing out. Uh, he's, like, covered in all that the dust and the, the debris. and uh, <laughs> I don't think it was Coke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's standing out there, a la Arnie in the first movie. Um, you know, the, the victor, but, you know, the harrowed victor. Um, it's a really cool shot a really cool way to end the the movie mm-hmm. so yeah the final chase and the last man standing and his line is like sets up Predator 3 which never happened yeah I guess it did yep we'll never speak of those again <laughs> nope never happened Alright, uh, my number one is the fi- the scene with um, all the, when the Predators show up. That like blew my mind when I watched that as a kid, when that happens and I'm like, oh god he's so fucked. <laughs> and then when they just, yeah, that's that's part of the that that's the sportsmanship part they do show there. Like, they was, he hunted him, he lost, it's over. And he gives him the trophy. I was like, oh that's so cool, which adds to the lore that you guys have been talking about. So that just as a kid, that blew my mind. <laughs> Oh, and just to add on to that, he gives him, like, the, like, Danny Glover slays, knows exactly, like, when that gun came from, but it was, like, the, like, the 1800s, like, the mid-1800s or something like that, right? 
think it was even earlier. It, I think it was 1700s. Yeah, so, so it's the a Predator's fancy a, gun. It has it engraved. It has the date engraved on the gun. Yeah, so so the, the Predators have been around for that long. Well, that's kind of cool. Just come, yeah. Coming to Earth, yeah. Which, talk about sportsmanship. It, it's very unsportsmanlike to hunt in 1997. In 1700s, it's even... They really are shoving their muskets and repacking them in minutes. Like, like maybe back then they only used their uh, their claws and stuff, and their awesome invincibility cloaks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm surprised that they haven't gone that route with like the oh, going the back old, in time. Ye, ye old times predator, Jack predator versus Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I'm not surprised either, but for like a bad reason, because all their movies have sucked. So why don't they do that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, that would that be interesting? I don't want to see him fighting with no muskets, unless it's, these are like the retard predators or something. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't very PC. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, all predators that are listening they're, to this podcast. They're not retards. They're just they're just slow. They took the short a. to Earth. Slow, eh? They're Canadians? Yeah. <laughs> not, we're not saying that Canadians are in any way mentally handicapped. It was a substance joke. Never mind. Yes, yeah. it was. I'm from Canada, and they think I'm slow, eh? All right. Alex, number one. My number one is it was a good pick to have Danny Glover, a detective sergeant, be the main character because he's a, a bit of a contrast for Arnold, who's this super buff military tactician badass, you know, very physically imposing. But Danny Clover is essentially like a beat cop that worked his way up the ranks and everything. And I think he's uh, the Predator's following him a bit more because of his tactical ability rather than his physical prowess. Plus, he has a shitload of guns in his trunk all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, By the way, he has guns loosely in his duffel bag that he pops out of his trunk, but he was just ramming into cars right before he got those guns out of his trunk, so how are they still perfectly aligned in his duffel bag? And why did he have the bull, Alex? Yeah. Why did he why have, did he have the, the bull? bull? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So why did that book. <laughs> the Predator didn't go after him sooner, Danny Glover? Like at the very first gang battle where he's up in the tower and he's looking right at him. <sighs> Maybe it was a numbers thing. He was trying to go for as many kills as possible because he saw the the gang members as a bigger threat, as a bigger challenge. It's, yeah, that's a good question, Jeff. I yeah, because he Out, cause outside he had... of outside of plot, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the first two times he took out like a handful of very heavily armed gang members first, and then he went for like the honor kill with the uh, what's his face, the Jamaican boss, with the snake sword, King Willie. Yeah, King Willie. That was like one of his honor kills, and then he goes into the subway, and he does this whole uh, Terminator alien thing, yeah, which is awesome. But- yeah, like at first I thought he was going after just the bad guys, and then when it, when it becomes then when Danny Glover's on him, so okay, I'll have to, I'll have to go after him. But then like he kills Reuben Blades pretty early on for no reason other than he's investigating. So 
Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. He's still trying to hide his tracks like a good hunter. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's rank it, Alex. What is ah, seven? This, damn it! This is such a good movie. Beca- uh, because the jokiness of the predator just really, just really bugs me, and it takes something away from the character for me. Anyways, I'm gonna give this a five. I still love the rest of the movie though, but ugh, gross. Okay. Alright, I give it a five. It's a pretty easy five for me. I like this movie, but it's not it's nowhere coming six or seven. There but there's more of it that I like than I dislike, so five for me as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh also a five. Mm-hmm. Um it's I, I still enjoy it and I recommend it. Um you know wouldn't wouldn't be uh with the original Predator, which would be rated higher. Um so that's the main thing, keeping it down. So five. Yeah, if you compare the two. Yeah. Anyways. All right. I got to have to call for a beer break. And we're back. All right, that's so... when you cut, when he says, and you're back. <laughs> Crossover, Alex. What are we doing? Crossover, Scott. What are we doing? Damn it! I think this is a you episode. Uh, we we did this week. I, my movies top, are way worse than this. We did our top five underrated sequels. Mm-hmm. And uh, to start, um, by number five is going to be Rocky Three. Uh, that was underrated. I think it is. Uh, I love that movie. I know people enjoy it, but um, I I don't think it's like a, in a lot of ways it's it's a much better movie than four. Um, I uh, them fighting words, Scott. Yeah, no. uh, the <laughs> so basically, I mean, if you think about it, the four and three or four is basically kind of a rehash of three, except you know the villain beating Rocky murders uh, Apollo Creed. Uh, you kind of think about it; they're all rehashes of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doesn't I mean, matter. just kind of like how the movies play out. At any rate, yeah. yeah the, I didn't hear no bell, you know. Yeah. Ding ding. Uh, the the <laughs> the. So it's it's got Mr. T, uh, who is a great villain here. Um, it has uh, one of the most homoerotic scenes ever when they're running on the beach mm-hmm. um, looks awesome and hug each other after they afterward Delicious. and uh, <laughs> and this is the third one was really the I think the start of the the what we consider the Rocky soundtrack um, they really started to hit like Eye of the Tiger and play that up and really dig into the montage was that only the third one Eye of the Tiger yes Wow, I could have sworn I heard that on the second one. You, well, you did not. Hmm. All right, there you go. That's the one where he's running all the kids, right? With all the kids. Yeah, they all join the second, him. That's the second yeah. one. Yeah. There was, <laughs> there was a guy online that did the uh, geography of all the, the, you know, the background and all the shots and everything. Rocky ran like a marathon and a half. <laughs> if he if he ran all that way. 
<laughs> With all those kids following him, too. <laughs> those kids are in good shape. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, that's my number five, Rocky Three. Mm, Rocky right. Three. So, yeah, this list was a little hard for me, too, and for the reason that just kind of happened there, where I, I like it. I don't know it's underrated. I don't know what's underrated and what's not, so I try to go by what I think is. Yeah. And um, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say... Batman Forever is not <laughs> is not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Ah, oh, Jeff, I'm not saying it's you've good. Been too much, you've been watching too much Gotham. <laughs> that may be true, um, but it's better than the second one. It's the best of the movies except for the original. Better than the second one? Yes, the second uh, one's terrible. Yeah, but I still like it better than Forever. No. Okay, so you're saying that Batman Forever is better than Batman Returns? Yes. Hands wow. down. Wow. Hands down. Wow. Jeeves H. Yep. Jeff, I, I'm, as the the Brits say, I'm gobsmacked. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> then I had to lick me eyeballs. You don't have to respond. Just listen <laughs> while I explain. Listen. Um, please, no, please I just, do. Hey. No, I just I think Tommy Lee Jones is terrible in this movie. If you take him out, yep. it's it's not that bad. Jim Carrey plays a decent it, Riddler. No. Val Kilmer is a decent nope. Batman. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Robin Chris O'Donnell's Robin is not that bad, and it's got touched by a rose at the end of it. So <laughs> it's not touched by a rose. It's a bit. But it's in a touch by They're not right? bad. They're not Something that like bad. Yeah, I didn't say it's good. I say it's it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I uh, my my main contention with what you just said is that Jim Carrey is as bad as Tommy Lee Jones. I don't think. Oof, yes. But for that character, they're supposed to be that way. No, he's no, he's not. That wasn't Riddler. He was trying to do a Joker impersonation as a Riddler. It's like, ah. he was. Doing Jim Carrey, doing the Riddler. Yeah. Not cool. All right. Well, I disagree. And uh, <laughs> and what's your face was really hot in it too, Chase Meridian. Oh yeah. So that at least that we can well, all agree on. Yep. We yeah, sure she, still she, can. Yeah. Nicole Kidman was uh was on top of her I, game. I'm a Chase Meridian tonight, if you know what I mean. Also, that is a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there it is. Going out of the limit there. Batman Forever. Yeah. Underrated. Who's your guy? Uh, it's definitely, that's definitely, you definitely hit the spirit of this list, Jeff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just guilty pleasures. Cause actually, I don't, it's not a guilty pleasure. I don't want to watch it that often, but I just think it's not as bad as people say it is. That's all. I, don't feel bad, I don't feel that bad about my number five now, then. <laughs> Alex, every movie you like is terrible, so you should feel bad about everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, but not about this. All right. Because my number five is Ghostbusters 2. Which I will admit is a stinker, but it has some really good moments. I hope I like Vigo. I like What's-His-Face from Ally McBeal. And the curly hair. Yeah. Dragon Slayer. I like his character. Who? Guys are back. They're all swimming in goop in the sewer. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's 
like Jeff said, it's 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 better than people give it credit for. Up until they start doing a Nintendo NES Game Pro <laughs> pad to control the Statue of Liberty. Oh my gosh! NES Up until that point. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, thank you. Up until that point, uh, I did I did like though the uh, when they they get their proton packs back and they flip them on. That was a pretty great scene. It was made it, almost made it worth all the other things that were kind of wrong with that movie. Yeah, they're but, all deadbeats and they're all they're all do Ray Egon. Egon. <laughs> this was Gold. on uh, AMC the other day, and I watched like thirty minutes of it, and it's as bad as I remembered. So I can't join you on here. It's probably not as bad as everyone made it out to be, but it's not good at all. Exactly. It's better than Batman Forever, I'll tell you Hells that Hells no. <laughs> if I had to choose between the two, I'll watch Batman Forever all day over oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You are so wrong. No. And anyway, moving on. Yes. Uh, Number Ali four. Scott. Number four. <laughs> Ali Scott. It was, we, lo- we look so much alike. I was like my grandma now. Brian Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my oh. number four is... Uh, um, actually, a movie that I watched a ton as a kid and found it endlessly hilarious. Um, and the movie is also great because there's actually different versions of it depending on where you watch it. Uh, but Gremlins 2, the new batch. Oh, damn it. This is my number two. Uh, that I I, thought, I think it's really underrated. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff going on in this movie. Uh, all the insanity that, that goes on with, with what goes on in this movie. There's actually a, a, a very funny Key and Peele uh, skit <laughs> they go over the coming up with the outline for this movie, uh, but yeah, I, I like just kind of all the insane. made of vegetables. I love it. It's in. Yeah, just all the insane <laughs> stuff going on in this movie. Uh, they have a lot of fun with it. Um, there's that whole scene in the middle where they they break the fourth wall, and it, depending on which version you watch, like different stuff happens. Like, uh, yep. like maybe Hulk Hogan will show up in one of them. Uh, the other one, they like get in a, a shootout with with John Wayne. <laughs> Which is one of the things that I, like at the time, was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, where one of the gremlins is dressed up like a cowboy, basically. <laughs> He's having a shootout with John Wayne. John Wayne shoots him, and he he does like the fall over dead um, animation. And I think he says, like, Duke. <laughs> Damn it, I never saw that version. I, w- I only ever saw the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So, uh, anyway... Uh, underrated sequel. I I recommend it. Yeah, Gremlins 2. Pretty strong. So I have to say, I hated this as a kid. I had heard, oh, it's the sequel's good, you gotta watch it again. And I watched it again, and I hated it just as much. So I'm afraid to go back for a third time. <laughs> Triple it's dip. been like 20 years since I've seen it again, but I just, I've been burned twice now, and I'm afraid <laughs> to go back. Just don't watch the first one first. Just watch go, go in cold and watch the second one. Well, the first one I've seen a million times, so I don't need to see it again. But... Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, my number four... Hmm. I have a hard time picking for my list here. In a similar vein, I'm just going to have to say Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Underrated. I almost made my list because it, this is not an underrated movie. It just isn't. It's a fantastic movie, beloved by everyone. Oh, that is definitely uh, not true. I might have more to say about this one later. 
Yes, I agree. It is, it is definitely underrated. So just lots of just funny stuff about it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember I always liked it when people... It was definitely not the first one. I mean, the first one is superior to me, but it has a lot of good moments with death and station. <laughs> Get down with your bad self. Yes. So then the robot Bill and Ted's. It's a good movie. So watch it again, folks. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, Sorry, right. worm dude. Dinner's over. Alex, number four. My number four is a movie that I loved immensely, and I thought it was going to be a bigger, bigger hit, but it wasn't. Alien 3. Okay. It was good. Okay. It went back to the roots. It was a great setting. Newt was dead. <laughs> right from the get-go. What's wrong with Newt? I know, that was horseshit. They, oh, let's just kill Hicks and uh, Newt. Yeah. But to get back to that isolationist, like, Ripley is pretty much on her own. Not really, but she's in this goddamn penal colony with a bunch of criminals. And then the alien gets birthed. Oh, that was brutal when that alien pops out of that dog. Ugh. But yeah, David Fincher, he took a, a different uh, artistic approach to the movie, and it was badass. Spoiler alert, the ending, when that queen, that's why the alien wasn't targeting Ripley, twist, because there was a queen in her belly, then it pops out as she was falling into the furnace. Oh, so cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. No uh, way. <laughs> I don't like Alien 3 at all. Like I mentioned before, I like Alien 4 more, but I wouldn't say it's good. Like, I wouldn't put this on my sequel list. I just, it's more of a guilty pleasure. This, I just, yeah. No way, man. Alien 3. Plus, it had a cool first person camera for the alien. Yeah, there's some cool cool moments about it, but I think really just killing Hicks and uh, Newt before it even starts, it just just sets it off. It's like, fuck, fuck this movie. (laughs) They just didn't want to be in the sequel, that's all. They could have just said, oh, their pods ejected. No, luckily they landed safe on Earth. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been more far-fetched. <laughs> or something. I don't but know. No, the movie starts on a depressing tone and it ends on a really big redemption depressing note. Plus, they really stick it to Bishop. <laughs> which is awesome. Tends to be the stupid chief that wants, that wants her back alive. So cool. But I like this movie, Alien 3. All right. Give it another chance, people. Scott, number three. Okay, my number three is also Alien 3. Uh, wow. Pretty much a lot of... I know the rare occasion where I agree with Alex. Uh, <laughs> By the way, it just proves that I'm right, then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the stuff Alex said, uh, I... Yeah, I, I kind of agree. It is rough what they do to Newt and Hicks there. Uh, but but after that, I think it's it's got a lot of things going for it. It's got Tywin Lannister. <laughs> it does have Tywin. Um, yeah. I I did like that. Other than Ripley, like every character in this is just super expendable. Um, like you have no idea who's going to bite it next. Um, because no particular character shows himself to be like, oh, this guy's going to live or this guy's going to die, or at least nothing to imply like something like that's going to happen. Uh, but uh. Yeah, Alien 3. Underrated. My number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. My number three. And can you, like, t- 
take two thirds of a movie because mine's <laughs> going to be Lost World. I really enjoy the first two thirds of this movie. The non San Diego parts is probably I really dig. I think gymnastics. Raptor <laughs> yeah. gymnastics. Yeah, that's terrible. Ugh. It's not perfect. It's not Jurassic Park, but there's some scarier moments in that than in the first one. I, I, I the scene with the T-Rex, the T Rexes at the beginning with the the big minivan or whatever the fuck that thing is. It's so scary. I, it's good. So I like Goldblum. Um, the redhead can't remember her name now. Uh, uh, what's his face? Julianne Moore, Vince yeah, Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, they're they're the pretty good in it. Kobayashi. Yeah, Kobayashi. So yeah. I like it's like I said. If, if it didn't go to San Diego, it wouldn't be much higher on my list. But there it is. There it is. <laughs> the fans are gonna kill me if I don't take the dinosaurs to San Diego. I mean the little compi is it the compies that eat that guy alive? That's so cool. Oh, I mean, that uh, was cool. That was straight out of the book. So I'll yeah. agree with that. Uh, they eat Hammond in the first book, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's it. And I there like were the assholes hunting. in the video game. <laughs> Chiba uh, Sage. So hard so, to kill. Alex, number three. My number three is Harold and Kumar. Christmas movie. That one was a return to form because I didn't like Guantanamo Bay at all. It was okay. It had some funny moments, but Harold and Kumar Christmas, I was like, ah, okay, I'll give it a shot. I went in with low expectations, and it was like supposed to be a 3D movie, which was amazing because they had a claymation part, and Kumar, like, <laughs> he was like, oh, dude, we're in claymation because they were so high, and he whipped out his dick, and his big clay dick just went up at the front of the screen. I was dying. No, I've never anybody. Seen any, I've never seen any of them, so I can't. Oh, watch the first and the third one. I, I so I've I've seen the first two, did not see the third one. It's a it's a joy. I like the, okay. I like the third one. All right, Scott, number two. All right, my number two is uh, it's fairly recent. Well, not super recent, but uh, not too long ago, it was Tron Legacy. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think yeah. had a a lot of super cool things going for it. Um, I I liked uh, the performances in this. Uh, I really liked the soundtrack, obviously, uh, with all the Daft Punk stuff in it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I really really liked uh, Olivia Wilde in this movie, uh, but not just because she's ridiculously hot, uh, but I liked her take on this kind of program basically that she's playing um so yeah it was it got panned it didn't do well um i'm it's too bad that there won't be a third one so i think they got a lot of things right with tron legacy wasn't there didn't they show a teaser about the third one did that get canceled uh well sounds like a job for the internet Mm -hmm. because i remember seeing a teaser about last year, year and a half. It's possible. But I haven't seen the dude. I haven't seen the main dude do anything, so he's probably not busy. Right. I was gonna say, careful mm. if you search for Tron on the internet, you might get sucked in. Ooh. Whoa. I I was never a fan of the first one, and the second one was kind of on par. So I really. Yeah. And I love the first Tron. 
I know. I, I felt most people did. For some reason, I just never liked it. I don't know. They're playing with the glow in the dark frisbee. Real cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a glaive. <laughs> glaive. To glaive. All right. Uh, my number two. Now I don't know if this is this is where I'm not sure, but I know at least one person thinks this movie is terrible. Temple of Doom. Is this an underrated sequel or not? <sighs> I think I think it is because I didn't like it for a number of years, and then I I turned around on it. I I think it's right where it needs to be <laughs> in general. Yeah, it's I and I it's better than Crystal Skull. Uh, but Crystal, what? What is that? Yeah, okay, exactly. So you guys do think it's a bad movie then? All right. Well, that is underrated then because I like it. I, I, I don't like quite call it a bad movie. Um, I definitely, I like, yeah, I like it too. I definitely like uh, Raiders and Crusade way more. Mm-hmm. I like Raiders way more. I would. It would be tough. Tough call between Crusade. Maybe if you watch this chronologically, the way the story goes, because this is a prequel. You watch Temple of Doom, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then Last Crusade. There's just lots of cool stuff with this movie, man. I just the the whole there intro is. scene is awesome. The monkey uh, brains. Yeah, the dinner scene, the Walleron pulling people's hearts out, the big drawbridge, the minecart chase is pretty stupid. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, side <laughs> side note, side note in a group of me right now, a couple of guests, uh, Brian and Matt, are still arguing about the Temple of Doom thing <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's what <laughs> brought it speak. up to me. Okay. Yeah. As we speak, this debate is still going on. <laughs> so. uh, Temple of Doom, it's good. I like it. All right. Well, now I'm going to be thinking of my choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Alex, Alex number two. Alex number two. My number my number two is Gremlins two. Moving okay. along. Uh, my number one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie's great. Um, in a lot of ways, it's I, I I think it's better than the first movie. Um, there's there's a rad whole take on Seven Seal going on. Uh, this introduces <laughs> a lot of uh, philosophy um, with. With the whole like it, it gets it's actually pretty deep here uh, with the whole life and death and uh, just some some stuff that I love like Jeff mentioned station um, the whole part when they're trying to get into heaven and they start quoting uh, uh, guns as roses yeah every rose has its thorn what is the meaning of life just like every, every day rose has its dawn <laughs> and every cowboy sends a sad sad song isn't that poison? Not... I think you're po- yeah, I think Jeff's right. It's funny it's poison. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, but at any rate, uh, <laughs> uh, and then and then death. He's like, Have, don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> no. <laughs> or he walks by, they melvin me. <laughs> yeah, they melvin yeah. me. I'm sorry. They melvin me. Yeah. Get down with your awesome. red God brought rock and roll to you. Yeah. Great songs. By you too. Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think there's a lot of smart things going on in this movie to juxtapose with with Bill and Ted's characters. Excellent. Uh, when are they gonna get a, a move on on that third movie? Damn it! 
any day now. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. gotta wait. They've got to wait for Alex Winter's schedule to clear up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, my number one is Die Hard Three. Love it. I know huh. most people. Most people think it's like first Die Hard and the rest suck. I know really? most of us. I, like I, Die Hard I, I, I. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Die Hard Three. Really? Yeah, I, w- I was. Yeah. I thought you were going to say two at the end two, of the time. Yeah, I thought you were going to say two. Oh no, I hate two. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was a piece of shit. And death is in that movie too. That's right. All right. Well, if everyone likes Die Hard Three, then I guess it's not an underrated sequel. But whatever, I like it. Really good. Um, Hot time, summer in the city. Scars in it. So cool. <laughs> I like the safe catch off. I like the <laughs> yeah, he's eating an egg. I like the edited version, like the edited for TV version when he's wearing the sandwich board, and it says, "I hate everybody." <laughs> what the puck? Yeah, then everybody gets super pissed off about that sandwich board that says, "I hate everybody." <laughs> so, Die Hard three. I thought it was underrated. Boy, is there egg on my face now? I'll take the crutch off. <laughs> Bunch of people, a bear, don't want to piss off. There it is. <laughs> Alex, number one. No cops on the street. You can steal City Hall. Yeah. My number one is a game that I hated, video game that I hated as a kid, but I came to appreciate as an adult a lot more. Zelda 2 Link's Adventure. Pretty okay. Good. I liked it from the beginning. Huh? Yeah, pretty good. Most people don't like it. You're right. I really did not, because I was expecting another Zelda, but more of it. And then it's like, what What the shit is this side-scrolling stuff? And, you know, the little link on the map. Plus, I couldn't figure it out, because I was dumb. It's like, what the hell? I, I got to a point, yeah, it's like... Yeah, that's oh, a pretty s- steep goddamn curve if you're a little kid. Jeez, to go, go from the first Zelda, which took enough brain power as it is, to, to all the shit going on in uh, Link's Adventure. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so complicated, but it's so good. I appreciate it now a lot more than I did as a kid. So I love that game. But Shadow Link, for Pete's sake, there's been a Shadow Link in every, almost every other Zelda <laughs> since then. So it brought a lot along a lot of features that were carried over in the franchise that I like. Nice, that's a good one. So how come you didn't yeah. say Super Mario 2? Because you said you liked that one a lot. Oh, I love that game, too. I know. It was a toss-up. But I think right. Zelda 2 is a bit more underrated than Zelda 2. I mean, Mario 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, most people don't like either of them, but uh, but you liked them, so I thought, yeah, no. I, I, you know, I don't even know where I really come out on Link's Adventure, to be honest. Really? I had it. I played it. But yeah, like, what is it, Jesus? 30 years later? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Oh, I, I can tell you how I feel about it. I loved it, but I'll never play it again. That was tedious work. <laughs> like I got my emulator out. I've been playing all the Zelda games. I did not go back and play that one because I just remember that being tedious. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I loved it. I just don't want to play it again. Yeah, no. Did I, you I at least get to the part where you when you meet Error? I am Error. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Such a classic, classic glitch. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though, Jeff. Like uh, the first game that pops to my mind, what you're saying is Pilot Wings. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> thought yeah. of fucking beating that one again makes me want to cry. I did it once. I don't ever need to do it again. <laughs> Mode seven control, bro. God. Yeah. My thumb was sore for like a week. 
my thumb was I could not play games for like a week because my thumb was so sore from the way I you need to move that. around the helicopter at the end. Anyway, having thumb blisters from playing too much Super Nintendo. <laughs> I remember that. It's like my thumb hurt so much sometimes that I just rolled my shirt over my thumb and then I played <laughs> it that way and that made it a little bit easier. Ah, oh, good times. All right. Now kids these days have these fancy joysticks on every controller. Blech. <laughs> All right, listener feedback. Oh yeah, that's the thing I do. Hold on uh, a second. Well, why we wait for you to pull up the websites? I had a couple honorable mentions. Yeah, there you go. I wanted to say Halloween three. If you guys remember that one, the witch, witch, the, the one that had witch. nothing to do with, uh, yeah, the, the mythos they set up in the first time. Yeah, it's like a totally different movie. They just threw hit the name Halloween in front of it. It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't. I, I'm afraid to say this one, but I have to watch it. I won't even say it. Do it, Jeff. Nope. Do it. I want to hear. <laughs> I already said Batman Forever. Why not say this one? <laughs> yeah, you got nowhere to go but up here. Uh, All right. Uh, no, I won't say it. We'll say, we'll <laughs> say it for another time. How bad can it be that you're too <laughs> that you're that you're fine no. with Batman, but you're embarrassed about this one? I'm not, I'm not embarrassed about it, but I think I want to do this this movie pretty soon, okay. so that's why okay. I'm saving it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Alex? All right, uh, listener Daniel came back with some feedback. He gives Predator 2 a solid 6 out of 7. Higher than our average. Wow, nice. said, he loved the first one, but I really appreciate the thought of Predator being the main character and throwing him into another setting against another group of different skills. Plus, the group had insight into what they were up against. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the G-men. Uh, that's right. By G, I mean Gary Busey. <laughs> All right, his list consists of uh, Alien 3. Thank you, Daniel. Ugh. Temple of Doom. Yay. Oh, uh, Daniel, come on. His number three is Jurassic Park 3. Oh, God. <laughs> he knows he's in the minor- minority. <laughs> but I felt it told a better story than Lost World. Oh, that's a double whammy, Daniel. So, so as, as I've brought up several times, we were going to see some other movie. It was like The Mummy or something. And we had time to kill. And we snuck in to see Jurassic Park 3. And we decided to just go wait in the hall rather than sit there and watch the movie anymore in the movie. <laughs> We couldn't take it. Yep. His number two is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And his number one, one a movie that I haven't seen in decades, Big Top Pee Wee. Oh. You haven't seen that in forever. I liked it as a kid, yeah, but I haven't seen it (laughs) in Mm -hmm. forever. And Clayton chimes in. (laughs) Clayton chimes in with, geez, typos galore, man. I think he's referring to <laughs> the post that I put up <laughs> rather than Daniel. So, shut up, Clayton. <laughs> yeah, I misspelled a lot of stuff on that post. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, guys. That's it? Yeah, that's what? it. Keep what? posting. We fail English? That's impossible. That's impossible. All right, yeah, uh, Clayton. You could at least give a list or something. I just, you know, judge my grammar. Anyways, I thought I, I, thought I saw a couple more in there earlier last week. Anyway, uh, Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. sports so fun. there's a, a big derby happening with home runs. 
And it's kind of interesting to see what kind of tricked out bats these guys are going to come out with to try and hit the home runs. Kind of like wacky racers. One guy has a lot of exhausts on his, another one has bat wings. <laughs> I, do, you know? I like the I like the the wheezing dog. Snidely? Oh yeah, he's a big home run hitter, but he cheats. He gets disqualified every year. I like the the wheezy laugh. I can't do it, but uh, yeah, it's 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 good. To see. <laughs> I think it's, they should. I, Alex, I, think I, I should use the aluminum bat for home run derby. <laughs> they should. A corked aluminum bat. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Uh, get, no, get uh, one of those fungo bats, yeah. An aluminum fungo bat, there we go. Uh, Alex, and then I, have somebody with a handicap with a wiffle ball bat. There we go. I, I've got a, we've got a bag up here. How, oh, okay. how did you tie in the derby to the... The whatever racers, whatever the hell it was called. Because derbies are races too, right? Sometimes. Yeah, okay. Like a all derby. Right, all right, like a all race right. derby. Okay. That, well, okay. That answers my question. Plus, everybody has different bets. That, that, that took away the confusion you dispelled by producing new problems. One guy, guy has a bat with a bunch of spikes on it. He doesn't get far every, every year. He keeps using it. All right. All right. I, there was one more feedback here that Alex did, Alex missed. Oh, really? I missed? Yeah. Oh, okay. From old Joe. Average oh, thanks, Joe. Give, average person would give Predator 2 a 4 or 5, but when you see the eyes of the demon when he's coming, you realize it's a 6. Awesome. <laughs> I love this movie for so many reasons. Uh, while it can't be as good as the first, it's definitely a great action movie. His list, Clerks 2. That's a good one. I like Clerks uh-huh. too. Yeah, yeah, I can see you're right. Yeah, uh, Chronicles of Riddick. I've only seen it once, but I like it. Uh, I like that series. Yeah, I, you know, most people I know really like that movie, uh, but I can see why it would be considered underrated. It's just yeah. on its own. Yeah. Um, EverQuest Two <laughs> wasn't a bad game, but it was overshadowed by World of Warcraft. Um, I guess I Warcraft. That. Uh, Klingon game Warcraft. Is that what I said? World of Warcraft, sorry. <laughs> uh, Matrix Reloaded. Uh, that one, I love parts of it. I said I like yeah. parts of it. Uh, I left a bad taste in my mouth. And the third mm-hmm. one is Leslie said the best. Um, and Spider-Man 2, which I don't know if it's an underrated movie, but yeah, it is Yeah, that was the best movie. one of the McGuire movies. And th- unless he's talking about the Andrew Garfield one. No, yeah. he's his Doc Ock. Was his oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, Doc Ock was great. Great villain, yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Sorry I missed you. (laughs) Time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, light week for me. Uh, I just want to toss out a quick review here. I happened to see Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's newest opus. Awesome. Uh, So I thought it was good. Uh, I did. I did enjoy it. Unfortunately, I, I was a little disappointed that I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping. Uh, but Edgar Wright had, has set the bar pretty damn high with his last few outings: uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, World's End, Hot Fuzz. Um, that said, I, I feel like I need to see it again because it is an Edgar Wright movie. 
and everything ties in together. Everything's a reference to something later on down the line. So I feel like if I watch it again, maybe I'll appreciate it more if I can catch some of that stuff. Um, so uh, this is mostly a kind of a crime, a little bit of thriller heist. genre mixed in. Heist. Heist movie. <sighs> but it's barely a heist because the, they, they go over some of the plans for the heist, but it's mostly just the, the getaway because the and point of view. But that was really okay. the heist. And yeah, then with they that, escape from the heist. But they don't you don't see it happen. I saw it happen. So, you saw them through the it. windows. They were not opaque. You're killing me, Alex. <laughs> the the fuck, I don't even know what I was gonna say anymore. <laughs> uh so this movie's great. A good soundtrack, uh which is great soundtrack. In- integral to what's going on in the movie. Um yeah. Some some good performances. I did like they they turned some of the tropes on their head in this. Uh, so without again without spoiling anything, um, you know. So what happens to certain characters I didn't really see coming, which is a nice change. Uh, so yeah, uh, Baby Driver. If if you like Edgar Wright, go see it. If you like heist movies, hate you, Alex. Uh, go see this. Yeah. Um, you just want to see something cool, go go see this. Baby Driver. Yeah, this movie's awesome. And that's it's it grounded, for me. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned the other Edgar Wright movies. I think this one is way different, only because it's grounded more in reality than Scott Pilgrim and World's End and stuff like that. Um, it's, I think it's less less that for me than just the, the way that he shot it. It's more of a uh, straight-up, uh, heist movie. Like, God damn it! A straight up, uh, like serious movie. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like I can he, see that. he doesn't do a lot of the things that are kind of his hallmarks. So there's none of the the jump cuts. Like a lot of the comedic beats that he throws in all of his movies are just not here. Uh, so that you know, that's kind of what I'm used to from him. It's still very solid. Uh, and again, I need to watch it again to catch all the things that are references. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes very well timed to music, like perfectly. Amazing. Go watch right. it, Jeff. That's it for me. Uh, Jeff, did you have any news? Um, one thing, there's the um, Forces of Destiny Star Wars shorts that are on YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about these. They're these little... Oh, two I minute, have not. Little two-minute shorts, Star Wars animation. They're more like the style of the... Remember those original Clone oh, Wars old... cartoons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're more in that style. They're not the same, more in that style. And it's just kind yeah. of little short stories, and it's focuses on the uh, female heroes from Star Wars. So you'll get episodes about from Rey, Padme, Leia. Um, some of the ones from the... Like Ahsoka, I think, is her name. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Jyn Erso. It's more for kids, uh, little girls, I guess, specifically, but show it to your kids, or if you guys just want to watch it, it's kind of cool. Like, I can tell you one is just a little sequence from when Wicket and Leia go from fighting that stormtrooper to her getting to the Ewok village, and the little adventure they go on, and how she gets the dress that she's wearing and stuff. Uh, That's cool. So. Chub, chub. Yeah. You did. Chub, chub. And, uh... The next time we speak, 
Game of Thrones will be back on the air. Ba, ba, so, ba, 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 prepare. Floppy wiener, wiener floppy. <laughs> I think One we discussed, wiener. we won't be doing a Game of Thrones section at the end of every episode like we did last year, but we will definitely have... Uh, at least one wrap up or maybe a mid season, you know, we'll do something like that, but we won't be adding a little thing to the end of each episode, but we'll uh, definitely be reviewing it. Can't wait. Yes. Looking forward to it for a long time. I've been going back. I've watched just finished season five and I've started up in season six trying to, oh, man, I thought, I thought about trying to rewatch them somehow. And <laughs> even at 10 episodes a season, that's a lot of watching. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're just trying to watch a couple seasons to get back into it. Yeah. Because I originally said I was going to watch all six, and I was like, nope, I just changed that. God. Um, So there it is. That's all my news. Alex. Alex, you have anything to add? Nope. I'm good. Okay. All right. That wraps up this week. What are we talking about next week, Alex? We're going to talk about modern classic Kung Fury. Amazing. Very short movie. Crowdfunded. Got funded. Awesome. All right. Netflix. Crossover topic. Go watch it, people. Crossover topic is songs specifically written for a movie. Zeno Hasselhoff okay. did, like, kind of the main theme for Kung Fury. <laughs> it's amazing. So, like, yeah, Jesus Survivor. So, so I have to ask for questions. Like, any every Disney movie song count then or no? Uh, damn it. I don't know. That's a good question because those are musicals and all the songs are written for that movie. So. Yeah. But we are I'm going to say no. Outside of, outside of musicals, no. Well, I'm going right. to say no. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. There it is. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.